Hey, uh, what's with this uh, fan-created video that you guys are doing, huh? My God, look at I'm Barry Bostwick. I was in this damn movie. I am so opposed to this. I, I do not endorse it. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even sure I like any of you people who are doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to put in a restraining order or maybe sue you if there's one picture of me or you hear my voice once in it. You're going down, baby. You're going down. out there to all of you unconventional conventionalists. Thanks for dropping into one of our Rocky Talkie 1040 7 bonus episodes. I'm Nikki and I'm joined here today by my co-hosts on the Rocky Talkie podcast, Aaron. Hey guys. John. Hello. And a super secret mystery guest. Hi. We are beyond excited to bring you this extra special exclusive interview about the Brad Riff sex scene. So we've covered the history, the conspiracy theories, and a lot of the speculation around the legendary scene on episode 8 of our podcast. But let's give a really quick rundown for those who may not remember. Alright, so the infamous Brad Riff sex scene is a 30-year-old legend in the Rocky Horror community. Rumors of the scene first appeared online in the very early 90s on the official Rocky Horror News Group and on other pre-internet bulletin boards. The earliest references described a piece of lost footage where Riff Raff finds Brad in Janet's bedroom and proceeds to seduce him, leading to a short but obscured clip of raunchy anal sex. Which is my favorite kind of anal sex. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Some versions of the legend say it was a spontaneous encounter between Richard O'Brien and Barry Bostwick, fueled by alcohol and recorded candidly. Some claimed it was a total fabrication and an epic troll. Either way, discussion in the community came to a fervor in the late 90s as more information was compiled and linked together, each gem more outlandish than the last. In a grand finale, a clip was finally revealed at the Frankie Goes to Hollywood Con in 2001, though the source was never revealed and the authenticity never verified. Many remain skeptical. But... After months of research and tireless fact-checking, we have uncovered the full frontal truth. We have scrutinized the legend. We have analyzed the clip. We have hunted down the actors. We may have gone back to watch that one part we like a few more times. <laughs> and now, we bring to you an exclusive interview with the one and only Brad Majors from the world-famous Brad Riff sex scene. Through our research, we have been able to corroborate your identity, as well as the identity of your co-star through multiple reputable sources within the Rocky Horror community. Of course, as ethical journalists, we will be disclosing neither your identity nor the names of our sources. However, we'd like to ask if there is any evidence you'd like to offer our listeners that you are indeed the individual shown on this recording. I can neither confirm nor deny that allegation at this time. Excellent. Okay, so here's another hard-hitting one. Are you Barry Bostwick? I can neither confirm or deny that, as that is also privileged. 
Okay, understandable. So what should we call you? Well, you know, you can call me what they call me on the screen. You know, Brad's fine. Brad it is. All right, so full disclosure, we've been a bit disingenuous with the name of this scene. So the real name that this scene goes by if you're seeking it out within the community is the Brad Riff buttfuck scene. But try to get that by broadcast censors. How do you feel about such a mainstream media outlet as ourselves creating this wild false narrative about this story by altering the title to assuage public sensibilities? Well, you know, the 1970s, that was a moist decade. I don't think the term buttfuck now is used. I think it's butt-pegging, I'm not sure, but language changes, everything changes. So the Brad Riff insertion scene, if you want to call it, whatever the, the, the kiddies like to call it these days, you know. I don't want to sound like a boomer, you know. Can you confirm that the scene was shot and intended to be included in the Rocky Horror Picture Show released in 1975? Yes, that I can confirm. So uh, why do you think the clip did not surface until the early 90s? Well, you know, they didn't want it shown, so they kept it covered up. You know, they cut a lot of my scenes out, and um, it was kind of irksome. I had some really good scenes in there. This one, on a scale of one to once in a while, say, is probably somewhere around mm, just a bit left of Dan Janet. They took it out initially, and somebody picked up the scraps, threw it in a mayonnaise jar, and brought it home, and then one day found it. You know, like, you know, you have mayonnaise jars for coins and paper money. Well, they found it, and somehow it got leaked. But they didn't want to show originally. A lot of critics point to the technical aspects of the recording to attack its veracity. Would you care to comment on that? Please. The whole movie is full of technical aspects that is, like, you know, very... Come on, Dr. Scott didn't roll himself up the stairs. There was no bad, no transducer thingamajiggy that magically pulled him up two flights of stairs with a complete turn. And that wall is pretty thin, if you think about it. I mean, you can even, you see these things all the time. So, yeah, the whole movie's shot like that. Basically, the critics can go scratch. Let's get into a little thought experiment. If I had eight jelly beans and you took four, how many jelly beans would Barry Bostwick have in his hand? I cannot confirm or deny those were jelly beans. Okay. We were so close, Nikki. Almost got him. So close. All right, so Brad, let's talk about the day that this scene was filmed. Can you tell us what went on that day before and during filming? Well, let's see. It was raining. Um, the person playing Janet was bitching about having pneumonia. Um, you know, it was a pretty normal day on the set. You know, sat around a lot, acted a, a little bit. Sat around a lot, acted a little bit. And, you know, same as every other day on the set. So nothing really outstanding until we got to that scene. And then it got real interesting. But that's all I'm going to say on it right now. Okay. How soon before shooting did you know that you were going to be filming this scene? About 27 minutes. Very specific. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. We love facts like that. So... What was it like to act alongside your Riff Raff? It's been reported that the actor who played Riff was drunk at the time of filming. Can you comment on that? As far as acting beside, I thought he was more acting behind me than beside me. But I would say, no, there was no drinking on the set per se. So, no, he was not drunk and neither was I. So I'm just going to leave it at that. 
Taking into account that this scene was filmed several decades ago during a very different social climate, this scene is pretty gay. Were you guys careful about saying no homo before you started filming? That's a very interesting question. Well, as I said before, it was the 70s, the devil may care decade of decadence, as it were. Uh, the short answer is yes. Noted. Thank you so much. So what was it like working with your co-star who had played Riff after you had shared this experience? Awkward turtle. It was awkward, at least for the first day. You know, you couldn't sit, you couldn't stand. You know, it's kind of like just a certain je ne sais quoi that the atmosphere was moist, the, the castle was moist, you know, as I almost said hotel. Did you know they turned it into a hotel, by the way? The castle was moist, everything was moist, and yeah, it was hard to sit, so awkward. All right, so um, in terms of characters from Sex and the City, are you more of a Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City, uh, Samantha Jones from Sex and the City, or Barry Bostwick from Spin City? Hmm. I'm more of a Joey Tribbiani, how you do it, than anything else from Friends. Damn it, Aaron, we were so close. Ah, you know, I thought I had him that time. The next one, the next one. Are you the person who brought the copy of this clip public? Mmm, yeah, no. Okay, we know it might be difficult for you, but can you tell us the story of Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Well, I was contacted by the people who ran Frankie Goes to Hollywood. They said they'd like to see a certain scene that has been pretty much excluded from every copy of the movie, so to speak, every distribution of the movie. And, well, I just happened to have that copy. You know, it was lying on the cutting room floor, and I scraped it up along with a few other of my scenes that got cut. And, um, yeah, I brought it there, you know, we got to the hotel, everything was fine, I checked into my room, we had a VCR, you know, and, and some accommodations that anybody born past 2000 wouldn't know. Yeah, I was able to transfer it from the 35 millimeter, actually, no, it wasn't 35 millimeter, yeah, it was 35 millimeter, yeah, the 35 millimeter negative, I was able to take that and process it, even though it was 1995, but 15 years old, I was able to process it, and I got it transferred professionally to VHS. First, it was professionally done to Betamax, and then we had to transfer from Betamax to VHS, which might explain the graininess of it. But then again, it was 1975, everything was grainy, because it was moist. And uh, yeah, they uh, it was quite a big to-do. They gathered everybody in the hall, in the main room of the convention, so to speak, and the crowd was hushed. I miscued the tape originally, and they only saw a small segment, but thankfully I had taken the full segment and put it right behind it, <clears throat> no pun intended. That was the first public viewing of the Brad Riff buttfuck scene. Now, there was a rumor there was one copy of the movie that had it. It was the Tibetan copy that had a copy of, you know, Rocky Horror was translated into a lot of languages, and the Tibetan release of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which did no business, of course, um, monks don't really want to go to something like that, but hey, they did it, and it was in there. That was the one copy that had it, but I think they burned it, so it never got passed to that. Brad, I think that our audience would be extremely upset if they didn't hear me ask you, what other scenes did you pick up off the floor? Well, there was a couple where Janet and I are, you don't see us actually walking back to the car. They didn't show that because the car was parked behind the church 
where we got engaged. But you don't see that, and they didn't want to show that because they didn't quite finish the back of it per se. So that was kind of, there was some dialogue there. Obviously, there's the flag. I can see the flag fly that was chopped out. They wanted to do a Rocky Brad butt fuck scene, but I said no, and Peter Hinwood was not into it. It was like, no, no, I just want to do my thing. Frank, that's it. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, I would say, non-essential scenes. For, you know, there's always going to be a bunch of B-roll. I can't remember it all. It was, what, this is 2020? It was 1975? I can't even do the math anymore. What is that, 45 years ago? Six seven you know so there there was a lot of be real you know the easter egg hunt that was cool there was easter eggs all over the place i don't know why but somebody had a fetish with easter eggs and they um hid them under every prop everywhere every chair Mel kept picking them up and eating them for some reason when i got into the car and sat down there was one up my ass practically but all in all, you know, they stuck pretty much, you know, it was originally a play in 1970. It pretty much stuck to that. They took some scenes, moved them around a bit, but I can't remember any more specific. That was the one rumor that got out and really the fire just kept going on. That. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger than it really was. Yeah, I think that about covered it. All my other scenes have been released. Now, I will tell you during Once in a While, there's a chunk of it missing. I don't believe they caught the beginning of it. I think that was just a montage they had to put together to have some continuity with Brad's thought process. So I think there was a little more to that scene. And if I'm not mistaken, it's possible that they covered up the Brad riff buttfuck scene so they could put in montages of Brad and his journey to the castle. That may have actually been part of the editing to put once in a while together because they didn't get the whole scene. So, you know, it starts out with Brad and Janet, you know, they get engaged, then it moves to the car scene, then it moves to this scene, and then it's kind of like this introspective. But if you take that chunk and you match it up to the timing of the Brad Rick butt truck scene, you'll see that they match almost second for second. I think I've said too much. Uh, no, I think you said just enough. Thank you so much. That's going to leave me with a lot of questions about those fucking Easter eggs. Okay. Um <laughs> That was really touching. Thank you. Yeah, very poignant. It it kind of it hit home for me. I'm gonna have to think about that for a while. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for opening up about that. That was very brave. <laughs> the fact that we're talking about this scene decades later shows that it's had a profound effect on the community, regardless of what some may say about it. Would you like to comment on the legacy that it has inspired? Yes. Well, it's just a small part in a more giant legacy how shall we say and it's interesting that the one of the many scenes that was deleted that i did this one seems to live on in sort of a more gray area speculative sort of uh, sense of the word you know it's talked about more simply because there was more secrecy around it it wasn't as blatantly obvious as uh once in a while or my i should say the brad solo from four show scene um thing no um some other things they cut out of me yeah that's it once in a while in the um rain castle thing uh flags something about flags fun with flags did that answer your question oh yes very 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 succinctly thank you how much of the information contained in the 2009 article the brad riff buttfuck scene faq by arthur levesque can you confirm or deny well i'm somewhat familiar with that i read through it and there's a lot of um, conjecture and i can tell the person who wrote it wasn't there 
Um, I neither was I. Well, maybe I was, but you know, in in spirit anyway. Let's put it that way. You know, I do concur that some of the lyrics do seem to point in the direction of some anal shenanigans going on. Specifically, you know, I've done a lot. Well, no, I really didn't. And um, down inside, I'm bleeding. Yeah, well, that was accurate. But um, that was hemorrhoids. You know, there's a lot of clues in the movie that point to this scene, and that's what makes it somewhat anachronistic. Well. Yeah, somewhat, that's not the right word, I'm sorry. I'm looking for um, a certain, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to take it out, it seemed not to gel properly. The whole film doesn't gel. All my scenes were deleted. I mean, all the scenes with Brad were deleted. It's there. It's, it's there. It's a lot of words for saying a sentence. Do you often go back and look at your prior work? Like, you know possibly on a slow Sunday afternoon when the wife and the little ones aren't about? No, I like to sleep. Fuck. As do we all. So do you have anything more you'd like to tell us about the creation of this scene or the conspiracies surrounding it? Well, like any conspiracies, you know, if you listen to enough of them, there's nuggets of truth sprinkled within. So I don't really have any more information about the scene, since I can either confirm it or deny I was in the scene, or even on the set, or in the entire movie at the time. Therefore, I'd like to say that they're entertaining, to say the least. So, before we end this interview, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask what your life is looking like these days. We spoke during our pre-production meetings, and we know that performance has pretty much come to a halt since the world shut down last year, but you mentioned to us that you've been keeping busy with some new hobbies at home. So we'd like to close out with like just like a fun little quiz, sort of a BuzzFeed situation, you know? Which of the following quarantine hobbies appeals to you most? Would you say A, baking, B, knitting, or C, starting a lucrative clock business? I'm going to go with D, ceramics. Oh, rats. I could have sworn we'd get him with that one. <sighs> All right, Brad, you've also mentioned that you've been using an app called Duolingo to learn some Spanish. We thought that, like, maybe for fun, you could teach us a bit of what you've been learning. So, like, in Spanish, how would you say the following phrase? I am certifiably Barry Bostwick. This is not a joke, nor is it a part of a language learning scheme. My name is Barry Bostwick. I was born on February 24th, 1945. Estoy certificado Barry Bostwick. Esto no es una broma ni es parte de un esquema de aprendizaje de idiomas. Me llamo Barry Bostwick. Nace el 24 de febrero 19. Did we do it, folks? I don't I don't know Dutch, so I'm sorry, I don't speak Italian. Ah, uh, damn. Shit. Alright, well we'll try and you know what? That's great. Thank you so much for that. We're just gonna wrap up here. Uh just real quickly, where can we find you on social media? Is it all at Barry Boswick Official? See, um, I mean, um I, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> I felt like we were so close there. I'm gonna take that as a win for us. I'm gonna take it as a win. Well, you guys can always follow us everywhere at Rocky Talkie Podcast and check out our website, rockytalkiepodcast.com for even more content. Brad, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. This was incredibly eye-opening and certainly shed a great deal of light on this conspiracy that, until now, has been shrouded in mystery. 
And another big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this Rocky Talkie 104711 exclusive. We'll talk to you all on Sunday. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> I said too much. God knows I've tried. To tell the truth, I think I lied. You're going down, baby. You're going down.